0: Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with the mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with, of course, me, Kia. Y'all know the mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with the mental illness, and of course, to normalize the mental health conversation. Welcome back, y'all. It has been a great week. So this week I have been in training. I am working on, well, I was working on two certifications. So now one of my certifications is done until I have to do a refresher in two years. So I am now a certified wellness recovery and action plan. And the acronyms for that is WRAP. And RAP is really just a self-directed wellness plan, a self-care plan that really helps people who deal with substance abuse um, disorders and mental health disorders. But it's not just for people who have mental health or substance use uh, struggles. It's also a RAP can be used for your career. It can be used for grieving. It can be used for divorce. It can be used for your finances. Like a RAP can really be used to figure out how to develop wellness tools and how to develop wellness in every single area of your life. And so I'm super, super excited about it because I will be facilitating RAP classes. And again, RAP stands for wellness recovery action plan. It was developed by Mary Ellen Copeland, who she battled mental health challenges, but her mother also battled mental health challenges. And they told her or her mom and her like back in the day, that people never recover from mental uh, illness. And we know that that's not the case because people recover all the time. While we may have a relapse, we still do recover. And so I'm super excited about um, being certified because I'll be able to share tools and resources with other people to make sure that I'm spreading uh, mental wellness and all over the world. Also, last week we spoke with Anita Washington. So if you have not listened to that episode, please make sure you go back. It's entitled Family is Not Everything. And she talks about how she, you know, um, dealt with abuse from her, from her brothers growing up, the things that she struggled with, uh, childhood trauma. And she talks about how so many times we keep family members in our lives, even though it's at the detriment to our mental health. And she talked about how she also... She decided to, like, remove herself from her family, to remove herself from no longer having a relationship with her mom and really just loving her family from a distance and because it was to the detriment of her mental health. I could relate in the sense that, while I haven't, like, distanced myself or, like, cut, well, I have cut some people off, but... Well, I have not um, like not I haven't like stopped talking to my mom, but just the importance of like just because someone is a family member or they have a title of a mother or brother or father that you don't have to keep them in your life because of that title. Like if they're causing stress or if they are abusing you in any form or way, it doesn't have to just be a physical abuse, but mental and emotional abuse, too. And so that's what she was dealing with. And so she decided to no longer communicate with uh, with those family members. So that episode was really, really great. And I thought she did a, a great job at sharing her story and talking about the tools that she used to have healthy relationships and work on really discovering herself and becoming uh, self-aware. So I wanted to talk about some of the things that I have been dealing with because y'all know I believe in being as transparent as I possibly can. I am in this, what you would call this infancy stage of glow up y'all know. Um, so for people who may not know what the, the glow up term is, I know most people know, but some people who may be a little bit older, are like what's that? But basically, you know, people are, I'm thriving. I'm, I'm starting to really come into myself, um, you know, started a business and I'm doing great in all the things that I'm launching with the podcast. The book will be out. Woo. I will have a release date next week. So y'all stay tuned for that. You know, I'm Certified. I'm working on my certification. I'm working on a mental health research project. i in the state of Maryland. I'm speaking. I'm doing all of these great things. I'm going to therapy. Um, you know, being weaned off my medication. I lost 55 pounds. All this stuff. Like, I'm I'm really coming into myself, and I'm living life on my own terms. And so, with that, with me changing and becoming this new person. And so with me uh, coming into myself and making decisions for myself and learning how to set boundaries, learning what my triggers are and really sometimes saying no to people, not saying no, because I don't want to help people uh, or because I'm trying, trying to be me, but sometimes saying no, because my bandwidth is my plate is full. And so before what I used to do in the past, I would say yes to everyone. It wouldn't matter if my plate was full, if things were falling off and I was still picking them up and still saying yes to people. But also, again, I didn't know what boundaries were and I did not know how to set boundaries. I, for so long, I operated from being a depressed person. So I got so used to being depressed that I didn't know anything else in my life. And yes, I've, like I said before, I've had happy moments in my life. Like I've definitely, you know, with graduating from college or like any other things that I've done, I've definitely had happy moments, for, but for as long as I can remember as being um, a child, I've always struggled with depression. And of course, as I've gotten older, it's always gotten progressively worse because it was never treated. I get to the point where I have my, as I like to call, you know, some some people call it a mental breakdown. So what some people like to call a mental breakdown. So of course I had my suicide attempt and then I'm forced into the hospital. You guys know the story. And that really was like a changing point for me in my life. So that meant that I had to make a decision. I had to really figure out, well, am I gonna keep living my life and being miserable and living in this depression and and not dealing with all my stuff and masking and acting like everything's okay when in the inside, I really feel like I'm dying and really operating from this broken place right because i don't think a lot of times people don't even realize that they're broken like and i don't mean broken as in finances i mean broken as in like a mentally and emotionally broken and depleted because we don't address stuff we try to stuff we try to stuff things um under the rug you know we are told what happens in this house stays in this house we're told to pray about it you need to pray harder Um, we're told, you know, we're strong, we're, we come from a strong, a line of strong black people, you know, we've been through, we, you know, we were slaves and that's not to negate any of that. Yes, we're strong. Yes. We come from a long lineage of, um, strong people, but that doesn't mean that we, that it should discredit things that we're currently dealing with. And so I say all of that to say is that once I started coming into myself, and I started saying, t- t- um, uh, telling people what I will do and what I will not do or what I will allow for them to do and what I will not allow for them to do, starting to cut people off. It started to cause friction in some relationships that I have. Right. And it's hard because, uh, you know, I there were they are relationships or people that I'm extremely close with. Um, Their relationships who, you know, people who have supported me and who have gone above and beyond. And I will always be eternally grateful for people who have supported me in any way, whether it was financially, whether it was opening their home to me, whether it was praying for me, whether it was answering my phone call at four o'clock in the morning, allowing me to cry. No matter no matter what it is, I will always be grateful But even though with that, the hardest thing for me, y'all, is while I'm setting these boundaries now and really like speaking up for myself, because for so long, people were used to the depressed Takiyah, the tequila that people could walk all over because Takiyah didn't know how to set boundaries. Takiyah didn't know how to say no. So people were used to that version of me. And so now that I'm coming into myself and I'm saying like, wait hold up, hold up. I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way. I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way. I'm going to speak up for myself. Now people are like, wait, hold up, hold up. Like this is, this is not the tequila that I'm used to. you damn skippy. Um, but it's not the tequila that they're used to because that was the, the, the depressed tequila. So I really wanted to share that. And I, if you guys have any questions or any comments or anything, I can definitely uh, speak to that. But yeah, so like I said, you know, relationships are changing in my life and it has been really challenging. But one of the things that my therapist shared with me, she said that those who are meant to stay in your life, they will grow with you. And sometimes relationships, they need like you need a break from relationships. Sometimes uh, relationships are only in your life for a season. Sometimes people are only meant to be in your life for a season and they're not meant to be in there for the rest of your life. Or sometimes relationships just need break because people need time to heal and process and, you know, reevaluate things in their life. And that's okay too. But the thing that I can control is I can control how I respond. I can't control how I can't control others, people's feelings. It's not my responsibility to be a mind reader about how people feel. People usually assume that just because you would do something, that they would do it too. So this is a real simple example. For instance, like when someone is coming behind you and you're le- and you're um, walking into a store, you hold the door open for them. That's like common let's say common courtesy. But let's say someone was directly behind you and they didn't hold the door open. And you would say to yourself, well, if that was me, I would hold the door open for them because they were that close behind me. So it's only right to leave the door open. So that's your assumption because that's what you would do. So you automatically project that onto somebody else and say like, yeah, that's uh, I would hold the door so they should hold the door too. That's just like a small, small example. But I say that to say is that My therapist has to constantly remind me that just because like I'm in this stage or this phase of like, as I call it, enlightenment, because I feel like I've been enlightened because I'm extremely self-aware about myself. I know the things that work for me, the things that don't work for me. I know, um, like I said, I'm speaking up for myself. I'm setting boundaries. I know a lot about myself, and so with that, like I said, sometimes it causes friction because people are used to you operating in your old version of yourself. So when you start to glow up, as we say, or when you start becoming a new person, it's not that I'm changing for the the worse. I'm changing for the better, but sometimes people. In your circle they may may not be growing while you're growing at that time so it could cause friction in the relationship and that has been really challenging for me and um some of my relationships because i remember texting my therapist and i told her i said i feel like some relationships in my life are being there's friction in some relationships of my life while i'm growing and while i'm changing and my therapist had to remind me, like Takia, you work so hard on yourself and this person that you're becoming, and that it's not your responsibility to be a mind reader to for people for you to know what other people want. It's not your responsibility to read people's feelings. And so, just like I can't make assumptions that just because I would do things a certain way, that someone else is gonna do it that way too. Because a lot of people, not a lot of people, But there are some people in my circle who are still operating from a broken place and they haven't dug beneath the surface to deal with their issues. And so they're projecting that onto me. And so now when I was in a very broken place, you know, we were kind of we could be like this because we were operating at the same what we would call it frequency. We were in in the same space. But now as I'm growing, some people are still down here. Right. Not a bad. It's not a bad thing. It's just that they aren't growing at this particular time and maybe they will have their season of growth. But with that for me, right? It's like, dang, I'm doing all this hard work on myself. I have all these people who are supporting me and, and some of the key players in my circle are some of the relationships that are, um, are having challenges, right? What, another thing that has helped me, which I really wanted to share with some of you all, um, have you, I'm not sure. Have you guys heard of like the four agreements by Don Don Ruiz? Uh, the four agreements is great because it has really helped me and my, and as I'm in this glow up phase in this journey of continuing to discover myself and, You know, I'm the boundary queen. I'm all about setting these boundaries. Now, I don't play anymore about my boundaries, but um, it has really helped, really helped me. So one of the agreements is to be impeccable with your word with being impeccable with your word is, you know, doing the things that you say that you will do and staying true to your word john ruiz says to be impeccable with your word and that's one of the four agreements and to me when i think about that it makes me think about that everything that that comes out of my mouth should uh, have intention i shouldn't just be talking out the side of my neck as some people say or just like saying things just to say it so mean what i say and say what i mean that comes with a lot for me especially now with this platform that i'm growing a lot of people are looking to me as like inspiration um i think guess if you want to call it an influencer I don't really like using that term but but really to be impeccable with your work and especially because in terms of when I'm talking about like mental health especially in this space of like being in mental health and like putting myself out as the forefront as like one of the people who has openly said as like um one of the people who has like come out and says like oh I've battled with depression you know I've battled with severe anxiety To the point where these things have crippled me and I've been like paralyzed and bound to my bed for days um, at a time. Um, And saying that I attempted suicide and all of that. So now naturally people are gravitating to me because they're like, wow. She's saying all the things that I want to say or that I'm thinking that I don't say. Essentially, that's what I'm doing. People tell me that all the time on the podcast. They be like, girl, you say all the things I want to say, but I don't say. And I think that's just because I'm getting into a place in my life where I'm very comfortable in my skin. And it took a long time to get here. A long time to get to the point of um, being happy with with what I see in the mirror. And I don't mean the physical aspects, but I mean like the the internal um of what I see and the things that have happened to me or, or as we like to say, for me. And so going back to be impeccable with your word is that's why I wanna make sure that anything that comes out of my mouth for me, it has intention. So that when I'm saying something to someone that they're being inspired, that when people leave my presence, they don't feel worse. My hope is that when they leave, When they finish listening to the podcast or they finish listening to me give a a presentation that they actually feel better and then that they actually have tools that help them point in the right direction for them to help on their emotional, their mental and emotional wellness. That's something that is extremely important to me. That's the first agreement. And I'm going to in the show notes for the podcast, I'm going to leave it in the show notes so that y'all can refer back to it because the four agreements is a great book and a great resource that can really help you with your mental and emotional health and really allow you to evaluate yourself and Misha you says looking at you as a social inspiration I really appreciate it girl that it means a lot I don't take it lightly I really don't it's uh, I take it as a blessing and a privilege and I'm really humbled because I just hope that by me being open that it will help encourage other people in their journey them to work on themselves so that they can be the best version of themselves and so that's why for me I will continue to be impeccable with my word. And I think in in terms of like I was saying as far as like growing pains, it's when you're talking about being impeccable with your word, right? Sometimes that means saying things to people that may make them uncomfortable, right? And it's not like I'm trying to be sh- I'm trying to be like shady or like I'm trying to be rude. But like sometimes communicating my boundaries to people, it puts people in their feelings. Like, no, she did not just say that to me. Or what she means she not gonna do that. So perfect example, right? So last week I went to visit my friend in New York. Wait, y'all know I'm from Jersey, right? Proud Jersey girl. Um, and so, I told my mom, right, this is a small example, but I told my mom, look, I planned this trip with my girls to New York, and now my mom literally lives like 20 to 30 minutes outside of Manhattan, right? So that's super close. Even though I'm in New York, and my mom's 20, 30 minutes away in New Jersey, she people assume like, oh, you came came out here and you ain't come see me? And I was like, y'all, but I'm not in New Jersey, right? I may be really close, but I was only there for a day and a half, number one. And number two, this was time that I set aside specifically to spend with my friends. So that meant that I didn't have time to go to New Jersey while I was there only a day and a half to see other people. And so I told my mom straight up like, hey, look, I'm coming to New Jersey and i'm not going to be able to to see you see you so then i remember my mom called me she, when i got to new jersey my mom was like oh so you're like really not going to come see us like you're so close and you know i miss you and i really want to see you she was playing but there um she was playing as she said but i think on the inside she really wanted to see me so um but the point that i'm making is that i told her like mom like i can't see you um i love y'all i love my family But I'm not going to be able to see y'all because I know that if by me being in New York for a day and a half, right, I would have been stressing myself out, leaving my friends to get on the train to go to Jersey, spend time with my family, then get on the train, come back. I didn't there was I didn't have enough time to do all of that. And that would have caused a lot of stress on me. So am I going to stress myself out for the sake of other people? No, I'm not doing it. So we can plan another time. For when I come to the area and we can link up or like, for instance, I had contacted some uh, of my other friends who live in New York and I was like, hey, I'm in the area. Maybe we can link up and you can meet. We can meet in a central location because I have multiple friends in New York City and I can't leave every single every single person individually and see all these people. Right. So I'm like, oh yeah, if we just meet up in one central location, I could like see multiple people, right? And so the old tequila would have been like, oh no, I'm gonna sit here and try to kill myself and see as many people as possible. And then I would have been tired. I would have been aggravated. I would have been agitated. For what? Knowing that I didn't, I'm didn't, i only there a day and a half. But I say all of that to say, going back to Don Ruiz's being impeccable with your word and being intentional with your word, sometimes being intentional with your word Well, you will make people uncomfortable and that's okay. And people will get angry and that's okay. People are entitled to their feelings. They're entitled to think what they want to think. Um, If they would like to have a conversation about their feelings and um, how something made them feel, then they, then they will. And if not, if they want to keep it bottled up on the inside and not address it, not your problem. So that, that, that really gets to me in terms of like growing pains because Again, going back to being intentional with my words. And one of the um, four agreements is being impeccable with your word. Misha says, tell oh, I tell you about my <laughs> tell me about myself for the better, though. That's because I love you. Real friends will tell you about yourself, but I don't never do it like in a mean way. Like I'm not a mean person. That's just not even how I operate. Agreement number two. Yeah, we're gonna keep this moving because y'all know I don't like doing uh, lives, but I, I do it for y'all, even though it gives me anxiety. Um, not anxiety to the point where, like, I'm going to have an anxiety attack or, like, I'm going to be crippled. I don't mean that sense. But more so in the sense of, like, I just get nervous and the cameras and stuff. I don't know. It just kind of freaks me out. Um, but agreement number two is so, y'all, agreement number two. So, agreement number two is don't take things personally. And that is so hard, y'all, because I know I'm not the only one that get in my feelings and take things personally. Of, some of the things that I take personally people not responding back to my text messages Jasmine will tell you all will tell you because I told her like girl you didn't respond to my text message and I'm about to start giving you the silent treatment right I'm messing with her but I'm kind of not messing with her like girl you need to respond to my text message but clearly the world does not revolve around Takiya, and people don't sit at by their phones waiting waiting for me to text them and respond to them I, I understand that just that's my own little thing but yeah not to take things personal is a huge thing because sometimes it's so easy for us to take things personal we think a lot of times people are doing things intentionally to hurt us. I mean, granted, there are cases where people are intentionally out here trying to hurt people because we know the saying hurt people hurt people like that's a real thing. There are people out here doing it. But in some cases or in many cases, people are not people got too much stuff going on in their own lives to be out here trying to actually plan to take you down. For me, I had to really work on like not taking things personal and it's something that I still work on because a lot of times we're in our own head. We all have things that we're dealing with. We all have responsibilities. We all have uh, jobs or um, titles as whether it's a wife, husband, friend, brother, sister, godmother, all these titles. And we all have a lot of things that we're juggling. And so Sometimes when things, when situations happen, people take things Uh, Take things personally, and so I I think of a perfect example where there was um, a friend who was supposed to help me with something, right? And this friend had said that they would they would help me, and um, because I was having an event and I needed them to respond to an email or a text message or something, I can't remember exactly what happened because it happened last year sometime, and they never responded, and so I got all of my feelings right. And here we go. Talks about taking things personal, right? So I took it personal because I'm like I feel like people, everyone's busy and of course we all have moments where we may forget to respond to a text message but when it's like, a, or we may read something and then like start doing something else and forget to respond, or we may get busy, whatever it is, like things happen. But when it's like a repetitive thing and you're constantly texting the person and they never text you back, then I'm like, okay, what's going on? Why is this person responding? They said that they will help me and now I can't rely on them. And you know, at the end of the day, one of the key components to a relationships, whether romantic friendships, family relationships, is trust. If I can't trust you, then why do I want you in my life so this particular friend um I reached out to them and I just said um you know you never responded to the text message you know I'm you know I You know, I'm feeling some type of way or whatever. I can't remember the exact how I phrased it, but basically letting them know that it bothered me because they said that they would do something for me. But this particular friend, knowing this person, and this goes into like knowing where people are. I know that this particular person, when they are in a dating phase of their lives, they get really wrapped up in their significant other and everybody else kind of goes like to the to the wayside cool not tripping do you but the thing that was most hurtful to me is that i'm like and they say like oh well i'm not really on my phone like that i'm not attached to my phone okay but it's different and so like here i go i'm taking this i'm taking this personal because i'm like wait so you're saying you're not attached to your phone but you're wrapped up in your significant other But don't you got to be, how do you communicate with your significant other? Don't you contact them via tech or cell phone or email or something or whatever. So that was what was going through my head. And so I felt like the person was just making it as an excuse. Because I I know that if I was the person, if I was, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be general because I don't want to call out the person. But if I was to if I was the person that was if, if I was the person that they were dating, like then they obviously they would be all wrapped up in me, right? Whatever. Needless to say, I took it personal. And I decided that I wanted to limit or no longer have this person in my life because I'm like, it's something small, but granted, that was something small I didn't want to have in my life because it was a repetitive thing. Like they would they always had an excuse as to why they didn't respond or why they didn't do something or or whatever. And so I was like, you know, at the end of the day, we make what we want to make a priority in our lives. And that's not to say that we all don't have busy seasons in our lives because we all do. Like I said, we all are juggling 50,000 things. And like previously on a, on an old podcast episode, I talked about how one of my triggers, I I, I think, I don't know if I'm over the trigger yet or not, but one of my triggers is when people be like, I'm so busy. And I'd be like, you think I'm not busy too? Because to me, it's like when someone says I'm busy, it like, it, it like discredits or assumes that I'm not busy too. Because at the end of the day, most people are busy. Most people either have kids, they have marriages, they have relationships, they have bills, they have dreams that they're going after. They could be dealing with grief. They could be going through a divorce. At the end of the day, the point is we're all going through a lot, right? That's why I do my best to try to rephrase it and say, like, oh, I take responsibility. Oh, I apologize. I didn't see your your text message or, or I got really wrapped up um, and really take personal responsibility opposed to just saying um, I'm busy as like a cop out. And, and I kind of lost my track as to what I was originally saying with the second agreement. Um, but don't going back to not taking things personally. So I use that example as you know, with the friend and how I took this thing personal because the friend was like, yeah, I had a lot going on, but it's like, yeah, I have a lot going on too. And at the end of the day, if something is not a good, if it's not a good time for you, or if you can't do something or you're unavailable, just communicate that and say, I'm really busy right now. I have a lot going on and I cannot do this. Opposed to blowing the person off and just keep letting time pass by and I'm constantly reaching out to you. But of course, again, it goes back to not taking things personally. And I know it goes back because I know that that particular person, even though I don't talk to them anymore, I know that it wasn't a personal attack on me. It wasn't like this person said, yeah, I'm not going to respond to her text messages. I mean, maybe they did, but I don't think so. I'm not gonna respond to her text messages because I don't feel like dealing with her or whatever the case may be. Um, It was more so they had a lot going on. So maybe they just didn't get around to responding to the text message. But the whole, at the end of the day, it just goes back to clear communication. Like we're all adults and you will be surprised by how many adults do not know how to communicate. Communicate what's on your mind, communicate how you feel, be honest with the person. But a lot of us can't do that. And I've gotten much better with my communication because of therapy. So shout out to therapy and shout out to my therapist because she's dope. So anyway, but yeah, going back to really not taking things personal. So that's the second agreement. The first one is be impeccable with your word. Again, being impeccable with your word and doing being intentional about the things that you say. Um, The second agreement is not to take things personal and i think a lot of us get caught up in that trap i know i'm not the only one but that's what therapy is for when i start getting in my feelings and taking things personal i talk to it with my therapist or i either hit up one of my friends and be like am i tripping like you know to get some honest feedback so i can get out of my head the third agreement is my absolute favorite do not make assumptions don't make assumptions and i know i'm not the only one out here who 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 have made assumptions right I will raise my hand and take the walk of shame and say that I have made assumptions before, right? So when we are talking about me and these growing pains that I'm having in some of my relationships as I'm in this glow up phase of my life, right? So people are sometimes making assumptions about me and getting into there, they're not only taking things personal, that's agreement number two, agreement number three, they are making assumptions. And that's something that I had to really work through because at the end of the day, assumptions are, oh man, my computer, my Facebook just died, y'all. Hold on, because I cannot let my Facebook family, um, I can't leave them. Oh man, old computer done went down. Facebook, I mean, Instagram, so Facebook gonna be super mad, right? Because y'all forgive me, these malfunctions. This is why I can't be doing lives, it's too much pressure. But yes, don't make assumptions, because a lot of times we make assumptions based on what we see on social media, we uh, make, assumption based on what we see and opposed to like making the assumption how about just going to the person and asking them and opposed to saying like i think this or i thought um i saw this quote and it was i believe lovey said it um lovey is awesome on the jesus and jollof podcast where um Yvonne orgy and lovey ajayi um and saying that assumptions is the lowest form of knowledge and that quote really like that really stuck with me because it's like we're sitting here making up entire stories in our head a whole movie i know i'm not the only one that has made movies up in my head about a situation and instead of doing that how about just going directly to the source and asking them and so That's something that has always that I that I have been really working on, like in therapy. Now I do less of the assumption making because, you know, like I said, I've been in therapy. I will communicate with people. I will let them know how I feel about something. And it's up. It's it's up to them for how they want to take it. I cannot control how people will respond or how they respond or feel to what I have said the only thing I can do is have a pure heart and be very intentional it's up to the person for how they want to take it so when I you know when I think about like me in this season of like growing pains and like really having challenges in some of my relationships because like I said I'm growing and people are we're used to the depressed version of me now that I'm becoming this new person and this new woman that I'm very fearless and unapologetic about who I am now, you know, again, people are people tend to sometimes make certain assumptions about me. But at the end of the day, they could just come directly to the source and ask me opposed to make an assumption because what assumptions do they they literally damage relationships, they break trust in relationships, they cause you stress And what does stress do? Of course, impact your mental and emotional health. And so instead of having all of that wasted energy and time and emotion, don't make assumptions. Like people can't read minds. And all the times when you make it, when you're making these assumptions, Facebook is like, I'm so sorry, Facebook, my computer went out. Um. But when we're making these assumptions, again, like I said, it sometimes damaged relationships. Uh, Past where people can't even the relationships can't even be repaired because the trust is so broken. Or sometimes, it, like I said, it's just unwasted energy. Um, it's wasted energy and wasted stress. So that's agreement number three. And the last agreement is always to do your best. And I like this one because always doing your best. If I don't know if people have realized this, but doing your best could be mean different could be different every stage of your life. So like if I'm in a depression, right? Doing my best could look very different from when I'm not in a depression. I think realizing that sometimes we, we, again, we have a lot going on in our lives. And we could be dealing with personal issues, career issues, financial issues, relationships. And so how our best looks in one season of our life could be very different. So like before when I was in a depression, right? Doing my best was me Getting up, being able to get up out of bed, take a shower, brush my teeth, and like take care of my hygiene, right? Because I was not able to do that before. Like, and some people may want to call it lazy or whatever. No, I was not being lazy. And again, you can, I have an episode on that too. I'm not lazy. It's called I'm Not Lazy. I'm in a depression and depression, uh, superior depression, major depressive disorder. Yes, it is a disability. That was what my best was in that season of my life, right? And so I, I had to like really applaud myself for doing something simple. Like, girl, you got up and you brushed your teeth this morning. Girl, you were, you actually took a shower. You drank some water, and it was those little small things that really kept me going when I was in my darkest days. Because I have went for a week without shower, without taking a shower. I have went for days without eating and having anything to drink. So when you think about doing your best with which is agreement number four is always doing your best and for me like now my best it looks completely different right because now my best is I'm waking up at 4 45 in the morning and I'm at that 5 15 a.m workout class my best is having a well-balanced meal now, I will confess this week I've been in training and they've been feeding us cookies, y'all. And so for the next 30 days, I will not be eating junk because this whole week in training has just threw me off my my game. But it's OK. But for the most part, yes, I have a well-balanced, a well-balanced diet. And so but before when I was in my depression, I wasn't eating at all. Now I'm, you know, doing the podcast. Now I am, you know, i um, Just finished writing the book. I'm doing all of these things, right? And so my best now, again, it looks very different as opposed to how it looked before. And that's why, like I said, I love that agreement because doing your best and people always say do your best. That's all you can do. And I remember one time at one point I had a relationship where I was doing my best, but my best was never good enough for a person and i can't even explain how that made me feel like i felt so little i felt incom- i felt incompetent i felt like i could never do anything right that i was like, like i was a failure and it was in a relationship where i was always doing my best but the i but the person was often pointing out um critiquing me all the time and pointing out things that i was doing my best to work on but it wasn't good enough for them And at some point in my life, I had to have peace in myself and say, I'm sorry that my best wasn't good enough for you, even though I tried, but I had to be happy and proud of what I could contribute in that particular relationship. It's important for you to realize what your best is, because sometimes people will have these unspoken expectations about what your best should be. But like, only you can be the judge of what your best is. Like, no one can tell you what your best what, what your best is. That's why I, like I said, I love the fourth agreement because if we allow other people to come in our lives and to tell us what our best should be, then it starts it starts impacting our mental and emotional health. And like I said, these are all the feelings, and not to mention in this relationship when I was feeling like this with this particular person, as far as like not feeling good enough or not feeling competent or feel like anything was, I also happened to the depression at that time. So those feelings were only amplified, right? And I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like I said, I'm in this, in this phase. Of, you know, living my best life. And as Little Duval says, I ain't going back and forth with nobody, y'all. Because I'm truly living my best life. And in my recovery, I am coming into this. this, this There's a new version. There's There's a transformation that is happening in my life. And with this transformation comes growing pains. It comes some relationships taking breaks or some relationships completely dying off. And it hurts. It absolutely hurts and, you know, sometimes you think people will stay in your life um, for forever. And I don't know, some relationships, maybe they will mend. Some relationships um, will just phase out and, you know, that's the end of their season. But I wouldn't trade anything for the world at this transformation and so I just wanted to let y'all know some of the things that I have been dealing with and how I have been working through it. Again, the four agreements has been really helpful to me. My therapist has been super super helpful. And like I said, my therapist has told me whoever is meant to, uh, to stay in your life, they will eventually grow with you. And that's something that I had to learn to accept and say, again, whoever's meant to be in my life, God will allow them to be there And yes, it's challenging and yes, it's hard because I'm in, you know, I'm becoming this new person and I am this new person. And I'm constantly evolving. Sometimes when you're growing and you're evolving, everybody can't come with you. Like every everybody wanna be on social media talking about they living their best life and some of them are living their best lie. They're lying, they're studying for the gram, they're acting like everything is all right. But on the inside, they're broken, they're insecure. And it's like, I'm no longer that person. So if people are gonna be in my life, I want to encourage them to work on their insecurities, to deal with their trauma. And that's not to say they're gonna be um their their process is going to be as fast it could be faster than mine or slower than mine it doesn't matter because it's not a race the most important thing is that you're working on your healing and so with me and like I said how I've been dealing with these growing pains is just continuing to you know like I said the four agreements talking to my therapist and continuing to focus on myself My focus has been, you know, fostering the relationships to people that are open to having the tough conversations, because not every person wants to have that tough conversation to talk about their feelings and emotion, their emotions and being vulnerable. Not every relationship is going to be like that. But I know I'm really open and like transparent and vulnerable, but not every person in my circle is like that. Again, when you are growing and you're evolving, you will start to see that there are some people who you may have to leave behind because they're not going where you're going. So I just wanted to share that with you all and just be really transparent about some of the challenges that I have been dealing with. And I hope that y'all have gotten something out of this. It's something new. I will, you know, do my best to record more podcasts live on Facebook and um, Instagram live, even though it is very troublesome for me uh, because it gives me some, you know, anxiety about the cameras and stuff. But Thank you all for watching. So that wraps up another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. And a quick, a few quick announcements before I go. Facebook and Instagram live with uh, Tori. And I really hope I'm saying her name right. Um, I don't know if it's Tori or Tore, but I will find out. But she and I are doing a live uh, May 6th. And I'll be sure to leave the details in the show notes. So we are going live May 6th at 7:30 Eastern Standard Time and we will discuss the importance of being intentional and knowing your triggers and she will be interviewing me. So this is awesome because I don't have to prepare. I'll just come and be able to get to share with, you know, drop some gems and share some knowledge and you know, of course y'all know I always believe in being transparent and authentic. So Be sure to check us out on the. um, Get her to join the Facebook uh, Fireflies Unite Healthy Minds group so she can go live with us in the group, and we can go live on Instagram at the same time. That is that is the goal. You know, I'm still sometimes technical difficulties happen, but um, if you're on Instagram, that will be the best place to catch it. But I will work on getting it to go live in Facebook for those who are on Facebook in the um, group. Also. I want to remind you all about Hill Fest. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hill Fest is May 4th on Saturday. I will leave the Eventbrite link in the show notes. It's in Silver Spring, Maryland. I will be leading a session on life and recovery after surviving a suicide attempt. So I'm going to be sharing lots and lots of gems per usual. And just really being transparent um, I will be talking about you know wellness tools and what people can really do uh, when they not just after you know you're in recovery from after surviving suicide but maybe you're in recovery you're um, you're coming out of a divorce or you're um, you know you're dealing with some some life challenges and you're trying to feel, really figure out how to navigate it Of course I'm always going to refer you back to a therapist but I will certainly share you know, help you come up with some wellness tools that will be able to help you navigate, you know, the challenges and the stressors of life. And so come out to Hill Fest. It's going to be an awesome, awesome, awesome time. And I just wanted to let uh make that announcement. I have, um, I'll have some more announcements, y'all. Stay tuned. Like I said, I will have a release date for my book, The Lord's Willing. I will have a release date for my book, on next week's episode so stay tuned and then i will have um as time comes along i will be keeping you updated this month as well with book signings that will be in the washington dc maryland virginia area but then also in the new jersey new york area so y'all stay tuned and if you are interested, and if you would like me to do a book signing or to speak at your events, feel free to just send me an email, kia at firefliesunite.com. I'll leave my email in the show notes as well so that you can refer back to it. You all have a blessed week and thank you so much for listening. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.